0: Charlotte Soccer Show here in the Z-Shed Studios, John Hayes, Danny Brams. It's post-match. Danny Brams, what are you drinking?
1: John, we're drinking Stella's, baby. We're celebrating Charlotte's second win in a row. We're uh, breaking ground, a history-making edition of the Charlotte Soccer Show. This is our first-ever Instant Reacts pod, night of a game. We just watched a game. It was early kickoff. We got a few hours left in the day to uh, get our reactions down on tape right now.
0: So there was two minutes extra time. So you can call this after extra time. Uh, <laughs> after this Charlotte FC 2 0 win, King Carol Swiderski, another brace. The king. Four goals in two games. It was a windy night at Bank of America Stadium, and it had an impact on the game. We'll get into that. The first clean sheet. We're still making history for this club. We, we've sung Kalina's praises.
1: Everybody has Bram's. Kalina, Kalina, Kalina. Kalina. That yeah. was the chant we had going after the match. So he was a man of the match performance. When one player scores a brace, and it was a sick golazzo brace, and then the, goal in, the goalkeeper ends up as the man of the match, you know some sick saves were made.
0: King Carroll's my man of the match for what it's worth, even though it is the first clean sheet. In Charlotte FC history, we're gonna, we're celebrating that, and we've got to talk about the lineup, one that our projected eleven didn't take into account for a couple guys who were in that we didn't expect. Joseph Mora, he's yep. in. He plays right back or left back. Left back. Yep. He plays left back for Miguel Angel Ramirez's side tonight, and Sergio Ruiz.
1: Sergio, you know Sergio was in, baby. We did not expect that. No, we didn't. We Bro- called Jones into the starting lineup, and we, we called Bronico as a potential uh, on the bench, but we did not think Ruiz would actually be in the starting.
0: Absolutely. So he's in there, uh, but let's just start with the the free kick
1: goal that, that you just heard. What he, a way to start the show. Love, love that uh, announcer call to start the show. That's brilliant.
0: T-U-D-N. Yep. The game was being streamed on Twitter as well tonight. Um, and dude, I, I just have to say, man, that left-footed strike was one of those moments where you realize that you could potentially have one of the best MLS
1: strikers on your roster. Right, a guy who's just gonna bag goals. I mean, he he's got his feet out under him now. He he's um, you maybe a slow start the first couple matches, but now he knows what he's doing. The team knows how to get him the ball in dangerous places. The the free-kick goal was a, a golazo. It was amazing. That, that's the one that's going to stick in everybody's memory. But the first goal was great. getting into a great space and getting a great pass from Bender. The team knows to feed the ball to Svidersky. They're finding him in space. I mean, this is a guy, he could have, he could have a 20, 25-goal season at this point. It, it wouldn't shock me at all. He's four goals in already.
0: The account is not just open, but it's been having deposits every mm-hmm. couple minutes. I mean, he's so.
1: averaging a goal per game. For, he missed one game so he's four goals four games uh, that's, <laughs>
0: that's that ain't bad <laughs> the, we have to just like really come to grips with what has happened two home games all six points vaulting up the Eastern Conference table in the MLS mm-hmm. and performances that just not only signify progress but also signify Results and potentially expectations. Mm-hmm. So, have our expectations of this club changed? Could they be a playoff team? <laughs> After these two matches, you say to yourself, if the supporters can get behind this club, our projection of 10th place, I'm, I'm willing to move that up to seventh.
1: Right. When, I mean, when they look like this, you know, I, I don't know if every game's going to go like these last two, but the press, the just the bite, the the finishing, the clinical finishing, the, the attack mode. I mean, there's some dogs out there, man. I mean, this team is fun to watch it, when they're in this form. The team is good, period. Right. Point blank. I heard some people, I, I have friends that, you know, follow MLS pretty closely saying things like USL-level talent in this squad and, and things like that. It's clear that, you know, people just wanted to write off Charlotte FC without ever really paying attention to, to what we have going here. And... I feel validated a little bit. You know, we're fanboys on, on one level in terms of we we committed to being supporters of this club no matter what. And, right. you know, we're, we're going all in. We're studying this team. We're, we're living and dying with this team. But it feels very validating to get two wins under our belt early. Uh, and to, it just feels like I, – I don't know if I want to go as far as you in terms of revising our prediction up. I, I still know there's it's a long season. There's going to be a, a, a tough road ahead. And home field is huge, so it. I expect us to win home games. When we go on the road, it's going to get a lot tougher. But man, what a what a side, what a squad, what a fun team to watch, and great club.
0: You've hit the nail right on the head when it comes to how the validation, the chip on the shoulder, the things that we went through for the first now five matches. Mm-hmm. Two wins, three losses, and
1: really could have easily been. Two wins, one loss, and a draw, really, if you think about it. You know, only DC was the game where we really felt like probably a deserved loss. I think the Galaxy game could have been a draw, and the Atlanta game should have been a draw for sure.
0: Exactly. So you have to take that into consideration as mm-hmm. well when you're thinking about the squad, the Mint City, the the Community Kits
1: <sighs> debut oh. this evening. They looked great out there, just back in black, baby, you know? like Yes. ACDC, like, dah, Da-na-na. I wish they would have played that in the stadium. It would have been great. But the boys came out in black and mint and just looked dangerous from the very get-go.
0: The wind played a, a huge role in this match. And oh, it was windy. I, I know that sounds like maybe something that we would never consider on the podcast because it's true. Like I, You don't think about conditions until you get into the building like we were today. And you saw the wind howling at 20 to 30 miles per hour, and the impact and the swirl that happened in the stadium Ah. because of it, in the first half, Charlotte FC was going into the wind, and it was really difficult to play into the wind today at Bank of America Stadium.
1: Right, you try a long clearance, and it just kind of gets held up and doesn't go anywhere, like a golf shot almost, you know?
0: Right, so there's a reason why there was not a lot of action, Mm -hmm. and when you think about the goal, uh, on the supporters' mint street end... It was a well-played build from the back, keep the ball Mm -hmm. on the ground. And when Bender sent that ball across to Swiderski at the back post, the wind held that ball in the Mm -hmm. air like it was... Almost taken into consideration from Bender. If he whips that thing into the right. box, the wind is just going to float it right and, there
1: at the six-yard I box. mean, that's how powerful the wind was. It was a low cross. I mean, it was skidding, but the wind still held it up, and you could see it It kind of just stopped its roll a little bit faster, which allowed Spiderski to, uh, to run up onto it and just bang it home. It was a tight A,
0: a top-shelf uh, mm-hmm. finish to start Roofed the it. game as well. So that's the big story after this match on Saturday night in the Queen City, which, by the way, the TIFO. The real Queen
1: City. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The real Queen City. I was trying to get the uh, one Queen City chant going, but uh, everybody was, uh, you know, no one was really paying attention to my chants, but I was, I was in my own world there. But, uh, yeah, there is only one Queen City. And I said this to you earlier this week. I said I don't even recognize Cincinnati as a Queen City. I, I don't know where they think they have any claim to that nickname, but as far as I'm concerned, Charlotte is the one and only Queen City that's out there.
0: You know, right now you're getting our real and raw reactions from the match. There's still a lot of things that we need to do on the show. Look at the match details. Uh, we're going to look at the substitutions by MAR late in the game today. Some time management happening from the manager. Uh, Jordi Reyna gets in the match and has a golden great chance opportunity as well. That was really great to real see. Rios
1: nearly scored. I mean, we could have. I mean, As great of a game as Kalina played to keep Cincy to a clean sheet, Alec Kahn in the Cincinnati net you know, for giving up two goals, played pretty well, made some pretty spectacular saves on our guys as well. So we could have had three, four, five goals if if he didn't play so well.
0: So we've got player ratings, that's coming up next, and we're going to take a look at the schedule ahead. A, A lot of games now coming quickly for the Charlotte FC side, and it only gets more difficult on the road. At Philadelphia, that's coming up next Saturday. Probably the Night. toughest
1: match that we will have had so far this season will be at Philadelphia for sure. I mean, I know it, it starts to sound like a cliche when we say, oh, the next match is the most important. But, uh, you know, the Rebs came in with a very good pedigree, and but they were wounded and they were at our place And we were able to take advantage of that and and strike on their vulnerabilities. Philadelphia is not going to have any vulnerabilities. It's going to be our very toughest test so far this season, easily. It's the Charlotte
0: Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams, at John Hayes on air. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll worry about Saturday night's match later this week with another episode, but tonight we're going to celebrate. Yep, It's a six-point. We're drinking stellas, baby. Yes, sir. It's a six-pointer. Two weeks in a row at home on Saturday for Charlotte FC. You couldn't dream up a better start to the season, just just needed to get maybe that nil-nil draw at home against LA Galaxy in that opening night. To get a goal that night would have been sweet, but to have six points at this point in the year, you say to yourself, now we're starting to play with house money. MAR's got this team rolling. We're going to get into all of that. It's next on the Charlotte Soccer Show. Charlotte soccer show after extra time. John Hayes, Danny Brams. It's a Saturday night in the Queen City.
1: We're in the Z Shed Studio, baby. I love it. Backyard at Casa de Hayes. Loving life. Uh, not weren't sure if we could get any local bars to uh, be quiet enough for us to record, so we moved it back to the house, and we're enjoying some stills It's beautiful.
0: That's right, and I'm hopping on a plane tomorrow morning, heading down to South Florida, where I'm going to spend the next five nights. So you're going to get our first pod. Um, virtual pod, yep. if you will, on the Charlotte Soccer Show. It's the first time we're going to do that because we're committed
1: to the show. And we wanna, right. We wanna... love to record in person, but we, a lot, we, we're not going to miss an episode. So if we got to record remotely, we're going to record remotely.
0: Yeah, we'll get it done because there's a big match in Philadelphia on Saturday night, which, by the way, I've got a wedding. <laughs> and the, the saying is always, don't have a wedding date in the fall, on a Saturday in the fall because it's college football season. Well, now all of a sudden – springtime. Right. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to watch out. There's it's no tough.
1: no section of the calendar that's safe unfortunately anymore now that you're a season ticket holder in MLS cuz the, the season just runs basically nonstop like March till November. So,
0: I'm excited for the next 10 15 minutes cuz we've got a discussion about the formation tonight A first something that we saw um with Derek Jones the destroyer Derek right. the destroyer
1: another new formation from MIR you know he just he's just dealing cards out of the deck it's beautiful
0: it it truly is does he have the ace of spades does he have the jack of diamonds you never know what he's got in that back left pocket and he came out today with a loose looking beige t-shirt going for a bit of a fashion statement and the first thing that I said was man he's going to get cold He's going to get cold wearing that and came out in the second half and had a
1: nice black sweater turtleneck to keep him warm on that sideline because even
0: though it is spring, uh, but he always looks fly.
1: We're Uh, hoping this is the last, like, cold day in Charlotte this spring. I I was expecting, like, high 70s, low 80s. It it didn't get up past the 60s for us, especially because of that wind, but it's going to, you know, that shirt will work for Miguel at some point soon. So let's talk about this formation. Right. And so we saw the four four two for the first time against New England, and now we see a variation on the four four two here against Cincinnati.
0: Yes, exactly. The four in the back is the same. Clearly, this time you move Christian Fuchs inside, who plays a center
1: back role, and Joseph Mora comes in the team. He came back. A guy that we've been really I've been personally I mean, I think I said I do not want Joseph Mora starting for this team, but I gotta give it up. This was his finest hour. This is his, his finest performance so far in a Charlotte shirt. He uh he fought hard. He played hard. He didn't. Uh, he wasn't as lackadaisical and almost. You know, that's the what I. The biggest problem I had with him before is that he just wasn't really getting involved. But he helped start the move that led to the first goal. I mean, he was, jump. He was from the jump. He was ready to go. And he got the ball to Rios. Rios got the ball to Bender. Bender. We know what he did with Karol Swiderski.
0: Second, according to SofaScore,
1: second highest rated player. On the pitch tonight for Charlotte FC. so you he balled know. out. At times, he moved inside. He was playing in a center back role at, at some points when we were, uh, you know, facing attacks. So his head was was in the game, which is great to see. Most I've seen all season from him.
0: I, I think he's getting being pushed. He knows that he's a veteran. He knows that he's got a teenager on his heels trying to get into the squad who now is injured this is his opportunity to show the manager that when Adam Armour is back healthy that it's not an immediate decision to be made that there has to be some discussion in the manager's room about who gets that position at the left back because there's clearly three players on this squad that can do that job and do it well Christian Fuchs, Joseph Mora, and Adam Armour. There's depth there so that's exciting to watch moving forward. What
1: do you think of Fuchs as a center back?
0: that's where we saw him last year with the Charlotte independence that's where we saw him command the game and set the tone and he did that a 6.7 rating is not bad you know i think that he had what you would expect to have as an average game at the center back position and if he gives you that for 90 minutes and he does go the full 90 tonight and that's something that you get, that you have to appreciate and by the way it's easy for Fuchs, it's easier for Fuchs to go the full ninety when he's at the, in that center back position. But mm-hmm. the reason why we wanted to bring up the new, new formation is because it's uh, Derek the Destroyer, who instead of that four four three, you're looking at a four one three two, mm-hmm. and that one is a sitting defensive holding midfielder. Like a sweeper in front of the back line. Exactly. So you think of it as a triangle,
1: right? And that was the, that was really the first time we've seen that this year, this yes. season
0: from Miguel on Hell. So it's a triangle of Carujo, Fuchs, and Jones. And those three dudes are big. They're strong. Mm-hmm. They're athletic. So we, when we said the the strength of this team is the spine, mm-hmm. it only got stronger. With this new signing, Derek Jones.
1: And it worked really great because Cincy's best way for them to score was to find their target man, Brandon Vasquez, in the center. He's a big, strong, young, powerful forward. He was invisible tonight. This is a guy who has scored three goals in his last two games, coming off of a brace, and he was invisible tonight. We made him disappear, just like we made Carlos Hill disappear. It seems like when star players coming to Bank of America Stadium...
0: Um, Chicharito, he didn't get to uh, right. score a goal. Kalina turned him away. He did have a lot of shots, but yeah. He <laughs> yeah. did certainly have a lot of shots. So the 4-1, the 3-2, back to that. So th- the key here is the addition of Sergio Ruiz in that now center midfield position who is now basically playing in the center of a circle Of players and pinging balls in a creative role to open up space. That's a huge job. Like, that Mm -hmm. is. For him to get this start in this role is like a big fucking deal. Right. Right. And it.
1: it, You know, he's filling in for Alan Franco, who's out on international duty, but they. His. His role was just a little bit different, shape-wise. You know, when Franco's in, it's like we have the two midfielders kind of coming up the yeah, channels. Exactly. But in this case, it was one. It was Ruiz in front of Derek Jones, mm-hmm. kind of in a more of a stack, and it, it worked out well. Our, our attack was always good. Our, you know, our attack was always lively. I never felt like we were wondering, you know, what to do with the ball. And one thing I've loved, we brought this up, you know, weeks ago, is that we want to see quicker passing and we want to see guys less, you know, taking touches in possession on the ball. And I'm seeing that, like. I'm seeing a lot more like touch passing, a lot more like quick in than back out. You know, fullback to center, uh, mid, out to a winger. I'm seeing a lot of that, and I'm loving what I'm seeing from Charlotte in that regard.
0: When the ball needs to get wide, it gets wide to Ben Bender, mm-hmm. who is a great outlet on the left flank. the The ability for him to live in that space behind Danny Rios, behind Carol Swooderski, if the guys flip up front, and there's, there's so much space created there for him mm-hmm. there, and that moves up the fo- the field as well. And then the same thing happens with Jordy Alcevar. So what I'll say is that this formation tonight was absolutely brilliant. And it's, again, an example of our manager, M.A.R., pulling the strings. The guy is on to something, especially at home. Now the away matches are going to be difficult. Uh, we've had bad luck at D.C. We've had bad luck at Atlanta United. But the team came prepared and and looked good in both of those opportunities. We were there, by the way, so we we could tell you that. Um, So, again, we're on to to Philadelphia on on Saturday. We're going to have another edition of the
1: pod. Yeah, by the way, next week is going to be a little weird. It'll be the first Charlotte FC regular season game that you and I have not attended in person. That's going to be really weird. It's been a month of soccer for us. You know, we've been going hard. We've been going nonstop uh, five weekends in a row. Before before this, you had never been to an MLS game. I don't believe. No, that, in yeah, person, exactly right. I'd only been to one in my life. I, uh, you know, years ago, and now we've got five under our belt. Uh, it, you know, we're we're putting in the work here, and uh, but maybe maybe it'll be good to get a break. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little wistful. I think next Saturday when uh, that game kicks off, and I'm sitting on my couch watching at home.
0: Me too. While I'm dressed up in my. <laughs> nice suit yeah you're, you got wedding season going on I do have wedding season shout out to my boy KC who's getting married in the ATL on Saturday I'm gonna congratulations be down, gonna be, KC exactly going to be down there for him and let's get some quick shout outs in um, before we move on to our next topic um, which is the substitutions that we saw in the second half um, how he managed the game in that regard up uh, 2-0 but quick shout out to Jacob Ridgway who, Jake, what up? He came to the uh, the supporter section bar. Uh, finally caught up with him at halftime, which is awesome. Uh, does a great job working for the club, and then Will Bryan, um, a friend of mine as well,
1: comes and meets us there. So now this, this is the first game attending in person. Yes, yeah. Spreading the gospel, baby. Exactly. So we'll uh, hope you had fun. We'll hope you come back.
0: Yep. So there's there's a tradition starting to happen. We told mm-hmm. you what it is. You get to Elizabeth, you hop on the gold line, you get into the city, mm-hmm. uh, you hit up the French Quarter, you get a beer, you go into the Romier Bearden Park, mm-hmm. enjoy the sunshine. Uh, it's a beautiful place to hang out before a match. And then you get in there. And March down Mint Street? You got to go in Mint Street, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's where they get you. They, we make sure that we get in the Mint Street en- entrance, and, and that's the tradition. And we'll always hang out there before the match, get a, get a beer before things kick off, and we'll meet down there at halftime as well. Um, yeah, that halftime
1: scene is, is growing to a really great tradition. Like, I love, like, I look up at the clock, I see four, you know, when they announce the stoppage time, then I'm like, okay, time for me to move it downstairs. And the, the, it's just great down there. It's wide open. They, they've really done a great job at Bank of America, making that a, a welcoming, fun place to party and spend halftime.
0: Before we get into the substitutions, is there anything else as far as player ratings or the formation that you'd you'd like to comment on?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. Did I did we shout out Ben Bender enough? I mean, we we mentioned how great he played. I mean, the kid's just amazing, offense and defense. He doesn't stop. I I assume at some point he's going to hit a rookie wall, but I hope hope that's in the far future because right now he's just playing with his hair on fire and doing everything in offense and defense. He had the assist tonight. He just had so many like. Win back. You know, He if, if our team lose the ball, Bender's the guy I'm counting on to go win it back and keep us in the offensive third. Uh, he he drifted from left. You know, he's on the left wing, but he's drifting inside. At times he was all the way back over on the right, making things happen. He's a fan favorite. You've probably heard when they announced the starting lineup, the loudest cheer that they goes up in the stadium is for Ben Bender. You know, uh, people love... when it com- cakes and soccer. That's right. what Maryland does. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Will Pelagic. The, <laughs> and it makes sense because... You know, one thing that Charlotte FC has going for is a lot of buzz and bringing in casual fans and people that just want to be part of something that may not have, like, really followed a soccer club before. So they kind of identify. You said this before. They identify with that number one pick. Oh, that's our number one draft pick. Totally. Even though the draft is not really a, a major thing in Major League Soccer, you know, overall. But for us, having a new club, having casual fans come in, it's easy for fans to, like, latch onto that. Oh, that's our number one pick. That's our star rookie. And he's his play has lived up to it. So I'm all for it.
0: It's a right call to shout him out because on that left-hand side, the things that he does, not just uh, when he's on the front foot, but when Charlotte FC needs to get back into a defensive position, he's willing to chip in in the defensive midfield and offer some resistance there. Uh, He's got pretty much a game that can translate into a really, really strong left forward role, left winging forward role, which Mm -hmm. is interesting because Juzwiak – Right. the player that we signed is mm-hmm. also wanting to play that role. So what? Mm-hmm. Do, so does Bender, when Yuzviak when comes into the squad, and we haven't heard an update on him, by the way. So I, I'd expect him in training in the next couple of weeks.
1: But, yeah, as he, as he works in, eventually you've, you know he's going to be a, a locked-in starter at some point. It might take another two, three weeks from now, two, three games from now. But, yeah, what do you do with Bender at that point? Because he's, he's killing on the left wing.
0: What you could do is you could put him into that uh, – Sergio Ruiz
1: role in the middle
0: right because um, Ruiz
1: is not a, a natural attacker Ruiz is more of a defender you know, yeah. in his game he was playing attacking tonight yeah. and he did okay but
0: Ruiz could even like replace Derek Jones in his mm-hmm. role
1: tonight as the destroyer mm-hmm.
0: and uh, there's so many different options there but the one guy that uh, I, I want to give uh, my award tonight as we look through the substitution pattern here in the second half. Um, the one guy that went the full ninety that I want to give credit for tonight with the full
1: ninety award is Jalen Lindsey. What a what a freaking goat Jalen Lindsey is! I mean, the kid is just freaking stones, knuckles, just, you know, locked in. I don't know what whatever we need to come up with a nickname for Jalen now at this point, but he is he he's awesome. You know, so many fullbacks are just you know they they're an attacking threat going forward but they're they're almost like a liability in possession you know like you expect a fullback to lose the ball a lot Uh, but not lindsey lindsey keeps the ball he doesn't send in a mindless cross he doesn't you know uh lose a duel and give it up and let the other team counterattack. he's very careful with the ball he's always looking for a pass that's a smart pass that's a sharp pass he likes to cut inside he's just i mean he's just doing the damn thing and he We'll get after it when the other team's in attack also.
0: It's the full 90 award this week, uh, match week five. It's Jalen Lindsey who puts in just another great shift. It's unbelievable. It's fun to watch. Um, I'd like to see how many miles he went tonight, at
1: least five. At least five miles, there's no doubt about that. We need a Jalen Lindsay nickname. I, I, for whatever I like Knuckles. Knuckles Lindsay is just like, just because he's just a hard edge, just like son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if something else pops out. But
0: Nothing but grit. Let us know. Hit us up. <clears throat> at John Hayes on air. At Danny Brams on Twitter. So, let's, let's start things. And by the way, things stayed the same. It was 74 minutes of the, the starting 11, which is really, really strong. It's a good sign.
1: Yeah, I was worried about Carroll when he went down towards the end of the first half, grabbed his knee, knew he had a, was questionable with a knee muscular issue coming in, so I was worried, but it seemed like he shook it off and, and he seemed fine. He got his curtain call. He didn't go the full, full 90, but he got his curtain call late, and it, it was awesome.
0: So we go like for like to start. It's Brant Bronico in for Derek Jones. Derek Jones, uh, great job in his first start for the club. You talk, you
1: talk about guys pushing each other. I would love to see those two guys push each oh, other they for are. that starting spot.
0: There's no doubt. That's why I, That's why I call it like for like. When you're thinking about this club, who's in competition, when you go to the training pitch every single day, that's how soccer positions work. And the difference with soccer and MLS compared to, say, something like the NFL is like when you start, you start on both sides of the ball. Uh, but in soccer, you have the ability to potentially come in and out with different matches, play different roles within a different formation. So Bronico comes in for the final 15 minutes, and so does T.T. Ortiz for Alonzo, which is like for like in my mind at that point in the game, two creative midfielders. And TT comes in in that super sub role.
1: Yeah, we it's, love him in that It's two role. matches in a row. We love him in that role. We've yeah.
0: identified that as, as an opportunity for him, and when he comes on there's there's a little bit of energy, there's a little attitude, and he's when, in the center of the pitch, and he and he starts the things
1: a little bit. Because he's shown that he can't go the full 90. He's he, When he was starting, he was subbing out of the 60-minute mark anyway. Let's just get 30 good minutes from him, bring him in at the 60-minute mark, have that spark of energy. He's showed it two games in a row now that he's capable. Cool that. I think I would have liked to see him on the, the
0: pitch maybe 10 minutes sooner uh, after Cincinnati made its first two subs in right. the, the 59th minute. I think T.T. at that point,
1: but to get Ruiz on the pitch for 74 minutes is is pretty strong. And since he brought in attacking subs, since he was going for it, and they they made us work for it. I mean, Kalina made a bunch of saves. Kalina made a bunch of saves, uh, and, and they were not... A, a few of them were spectacular saves, like since he did not quit they 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 showed no quit and even though i felt like we dominated possession, i think we outpossessed possessed him like 60 easily 60 40 if not 65 35
0: 58 42 is the official ball. Okay, possession. so we lost
1: it a little bit at the end. We were above 60 for most of
0: the Yeah, I, I think once it got to be 2-0, mm-hmm. it, it, it was very conservative. And that's why uh, these substitutions um, were were smart by the manager because it, they were conservative substitutions. And then um, about 10 minutes from there, Jordi Reyna comes on the pitch. Uh, Daniel Rios comes off the pitch. Danny Rios, another nice night for him at, at the striker position mm-hmm. on top with, with Swiderski. His
1: through ball to Bender to set up the assist, his secondary assist was... Was like butter. I mean, he—it was mm. just perfectly weighted. Beat three defenders with the pass, and and he, he, he. I had said, I think I said last episode, like I was disappointed in Rios's missing a few passes to Bender on some great runs. This time, he freaking nailed it. He did, and that
0: connectivity, playing mm-hmm. off one another. Those that striker partnership is something very unique because when you get to play in a, a dual striker. Uh, formation, you get to have a relationship with another player that sometimes you don't get to have because you're left up there mm-hmm. out on your own. Think about Swiderski for most of the Atlanta match until Rios came in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just out there at, to- at, at, at all alone at the top, and you don't have the ability.
1: So, so We're, great shift by Danny there. And we call him—he's a hold-up play specialist. He's yes. just he. He he, special he's his instinct is to hold it up. So there, you know, sometimes that's going to bite us, but other times that's going to help us keep possession. There were a few times where in tonight's game where he he got the ball and was sort of one v three, and you think oh he's going to lose it, you know oh we we're going to give it right back to him, but no he held it up and waited for reinforcements to join him and kept us in offensive possession. That's that's what he does
0: exactly. Uh, and ran it, come on, we talked about his uh, mischance. Jordy,
1: so it, close. It
0: was. The opportunity was clearly a one-on-one situation. He could have dished the ball out. He was driving into the the right edge of the box, and he brought it onto his left foot. A couple extra touches got him free. He fires a left-footed shot off that the keeper saves and pushes away. It, It was a golden opportunity. If it wasn't at the keeper, it would have been a gold. But so to see that. When For somebody that comes on in the 85th minute mm-hmm. when there was only two minutes of extra time, you, you really <clears throat> love that. When you
1: when you talk about TT being a super sub. Raynaud is another great super sub. Another guy I don't want to see in the starting lineup, but I love him coming in as a sub, especially when we need a spark. We we could have had a third goal tonight. Alec Khan, uh, the Cincy goalkeeper, made some pretty world yeah, – it's a pretty all-world save. It's the save on Reina, Reina's pro- shot probably you know wasn't necessarily uh in a corner. He kind of shot it in the general direction of the yeah. keeper, but it's still a nice save. Uh, Rios had the ball, had, had a 1v1. He shot it right at the keeper unfortunately. And but, I, I but it said was a to nice you before save. the
0: match, I said in R- Romeo Bearden Park I looked at you and I said <laughs> Rios, I think he gets on the score sheet tonight. Right, and then Benner and, almost
1: scores the rebound off of that. Yes. And it was a one-hand, like Khan made a, a double, double save. save with a one-hand. I mean, I, it could have been three, it could have been four easy for Charlotte tonight.
0: It's really fun to think about. And just to wrap things up in, in extra time in the last minute, uh, Harrison Offal comes in, uh, Jordy Alcival, our, uh gets the curtain call, Swiderski. The Swiderski, the, the King and the Prince, come off together. Two boys just gave
1: their all tonight. They Beautiful s- to see.
0: They certainly did. And Anton Walks, who we thought would get the start, comes in um, just to waste a little bit yeah, of uh, time at the end of the match.
1: I don't know what's up with that, if he's still sort of you're know, getting up to game speed or whatnot because he was out for so long. We'll have to see. I, I do think at some point he has a chance to earn a starting spot, but I, I was surprised that there was no Walks tonight. But I get it with the way the formation played out.
0: Right. Are we going to see a back three again with this squad? I think ultimately, it's it's there, something that Mar can consider. But
1: right now, the back four is working. Right now,
0: back why four. change it?
1: The problem with if you go to the back the back five with the wing backs is you you have to take one of those top two strikers off. And right now, having two strikers up top is really working for us, as you see with Carroll getting all kinds of space and opportunity, playing off Rios as you mentioned. So. I, I I would want to keep the two strikers at this point going forward until it's proven that it doesn't work.
0: I think we may have found ourselves in a bit of a rhythm mm-hmm. on the Charlotte Soccer Show. Uh, you go in and into this five-week stretch, and you really don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And we're there for all five matches, and it's a month. And going in, you know that MAR can play a style of football that is pleasing, that is fun to watch, that's enjoyable, and then on the back end of these five matches you just feel that same way and you even feel better about how enjoyable it is to watch uh, this squad play out from the back, be connected, it, it's it's pressing, mm-hmm. and that's something that we haven't talked about enough.
1: And owning the possession, there was one spot towards the end of the game where uh, Alcevar and TT and Lindsay were sort of working a little triangle, keep away. they were playing keep away, triangle. And they just kept passing it around the triangle between the three of them and there was since the guys were like running trying to chase the ball and there was the oles going up from the crowd. So the guys are getting a lot more comfortable in possession and, and feeling like less uh press less urgency and you know, more a lot more calmness when they're on the ball and playing out of the back like that, which is a testament to Miguel on hell.
0: So there you have it. That's the, the full match details from Charlotte FC's 2-0 win. At home, it's second win in a row. And Miguel Angel Ramirez, he chimes in on on Twitter. And this is the type of thing that you love to hear after the match. At MA Ramirez Medina uh, on Twitter, you can find him there. The team keeps growing. It has ambition, enthusiasm, and a lot of work. Fans, your passion motivates us. Grateful for another day to remember in our stadium more to come hashtag for the crown hashtag Poor la corona
1: love that love that connection he's got to get a word out to the fans i can't wait to listen to miguel Angel's press conference you know later this week uh, when that comes out it's gonna be great
0: we'll hear that and we'll discuss it on another episode later this week but we're back with you for one final segment on the back side of this break it's the charlotte soccer show john hayes danny brams celebrating with a couple stellas on this match week number five, Charlotte FC. It's second straight win, six points. It's time to celebrate. Let's tell some stories. Charlotte Soccer Show, final segment. Thanks for hanging on with us. If you made it this far in the pod, we really appreciate you listening. It's a huge win for the club. And do us a favor. Um, Give us a W tonight, too. Give us a a rating, a five-star rating, a review. Uh, Share the the pod with a friend. Uh, If you like us talking, CLT. FC, We love to be your favorite podcast on the scene, and we we look forward to all the content, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about it on the last podcast. Mm -hmm. We said there's nothing like a Sunday morning content binge. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow. After a Charlotte FC win, and I hope that this podcast can be part of that binge. Right,
1: right, exactly. For a lot of people. That's why we're, we're doing it here. On the show, we get we've gotten some good responses from people. You know, this is a passion project. It's just a little thing you know we do for fun because we love this club, but we do want to grow the audience, and we love hearing from you. all.
0: Yeah, we certainly do. So we just want to shout out um, a couple people who have uh, dropped us a review George Saines, Appreciate you. Um, thanks for for giving us the shout out and our boy Sheltie. Sheltie. Yes. Uh, ch- dropping us a, a great review as well. Palandine kid, we appreciate you and we try to give you those deeper insights into the team. right? We We know the guys from mm-hmm. a on the field point of view and I hope that the discussion that we just had about the formation, about the player ratings, about the substitution pattern, all that, we try to educate the fans but also really dive deep and, and that's what this podcast will do. So so thanks. And there's our boy Hitch, of course. Thanks again, Hitch, for listening. Hitch, you're the man. We yeah. love you. You're number
1: one in our hearts always. <laughs> but we, well, the other thing we do, obviously, is we share our knowledge, we analyze, we break down, but then we tell stories. Because it's really all about the story of being fans, sto- the story of our supportership of Charlotte FC. And we add another chapter tonight. Plenty of stories to be told from our pre-game, post-game experiences.
0: I'll start tonight by just talking about... The family atmosphere, right? It's true. the The supporter section is lit. It's the it's the place to be if you want to jump around, if you want to scream, if if you want to chant, if you want to sing, if you want to hold a flag, if you want to bang a drum. Which, by the way, I cannot wait to get into that section for a match. I cannot wait to get into that section for a match. I'm gonna go wild when I'm in there. Um, but when you're not in that section, you've got kids, you've got families, you've got a diverse group of people at these matches that just make me feel good about the sport itself, what we stand for, and all those people come together to sing our national anthem, another tradition. Mm-hmm. Really so, cool. you know, tonight I just think about that. It's like almost the soccer is secondary. Swiderski comes on, he bags a brace, we win 2-0, it's a clean sheet. It almost feels routine. Mm-hmm. And the off-field atmosphere I love so much.
1: Well, one of the big themes you're at when you talk about this team is connection. Yeah, You know, the connection from the back line to the midfield connecting up to the forwards. There's also connections going on in the stands. People are making friends. People are, you know, discovering common interests with strangers. I sat next to in the supporter section tonight. A guy came up, a dad and his daughter, and they were asking me questions about the match. The dad leaned over. Oh, is Cincinnati any good? What's up with these guys? You know, I was answering questions, like spreading the love, trying to spread the knowledge, trying to just like bring people along with us. Like you and I have been soccer fans for a couple decades now, but other people are just getting into this sport. Based on this local club that's come to town and started winning games, and uh, it's that connection. I, I, I'm connecting to people that I've never seen before. The high five when the when the beer when the uh, goals get scored, you know the beer goes flying. I didn't throw any beers tonight. I, I I protected my beers. I don't think every goal can be a beer throwing event for me. At some but uh, but a lot of people were throwing them, and you know we were getting doused and and. It was all good. It's just fun, you know. Yes. Everyone's looking at each other and, and high fiving, and I'm giving so many random high fives. I'm in the spot. I'm leaning over the rail and and like by the staircase, so I'm just like high fiving random people as they're walking to their seats. <laughs> the security yes. guards. It was great. It's it's
0: it's energy, and that's what a supporter section before the match. What did I say to you as we were we were we were at Big Ben Pub mm-hmm. to start today? Uh, we got some beers there. Got some some sliders on. English muffins, which which were fantastic. First time I'd ever seen that. Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, we did the Queens Crushers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't go wrong with the Queens Crusher. And today crushed a few crushers. We did, and and today's the perfect. And that's the we had a crusher at Hooligan's Uptown as well. <laughs> yep, you know. So we got into that. We had uh, a really good afternoon. But when we started at Big Ben Pub, I said, "Man, it's been a long five weeks. These players have been training for a long eight weeks, and." after you get a win and i purposely on the podcast this week didn't mention the phrase trap game right Mm -hmm. because it's a sports it's a soccer cliche Mm -hmm. which by the way football cliches the podcast on the athletic is a great (laughs) podcast like it truly is plug time time. check that out um it's a fun podcast about some fun things that are are said about soccer slash football um, and people, you dive in in a comedic way.
1: 2 nil lead is the most dangerous lead in soccer. Hopefully it gets mentioned
0: yes. on that pod. Exactly right. Stuff like that. Uh, really fun mm. to to enjoy and listen to. But I said the connection between the supporters and the You said the players the are going to need the
1: fans' energy. You said the fans will have an ability to lift these players up right when they first walk on the pitch if we can give them a rousing greeting. And I think we did. I think we we, rose to the The goal was
0: accomplished when (laughs) uh, no church in the wild, when that hits in the stadium, (laughs) and you know it's almost time for the walkout, Mm -hmm. and you get pumped, uh, it's time to get lit, it's when you're going to welcome the players out onto the pitch before the anthem. There's two things that can happen in that moment. They can look to their left, and they can see the Men's City Collective, they can see the Blue Fury and all the crowd right there going wild uh, for the club, or it could be flat in Mm -hmm. there and they could you know start flat but if the crowd is there and the energy is there when that walkout happens it's fucking go time and that happened tonight and that energy is contagious
1: i think for me the best example of that and the, the story like for me when the final whistle sounded people start falling out of the stadium i'm dancing you know loving it and what i did this time which was different than the previous two games was i went down instead of leaving i went all the way down to the front i got you know up at the very, very, like, front row, right behind the goal, and it was was a scene. The chants were going louder, and it was... It it got a little ugly. I did see some people get a little testy. I saw a guy call security guard on another guy because there was a little too much beer being thrown around. It it, it, it it got a little ugly for a minute, but I didn't have time to focus on that. I, I couldn't really... Focus on what was going on. We don't between, need those vibes. Right, the vibes were bad. So I just I just sort of drifted off into another part of the crowd up front. And the coolest thing was Kalina came, got his man-of-the-match coronation, sat in the throne, got his crown. And you could tell how much the clean sheet meant to him. He was doing – it was like Arsenio Hall, man. He was, like, doing fist pumps, like, just, <laughs> whoo, you know, pointing out to people in the crowd and stuff like that. It, it was like a flashback of those, those old days. And you saw, like – his connection, his connection to the to the supporter section, was real and legit, and you know, it powered some probably some of his saves. I'd have to think we made an impact, like you said, we gave him energy.
0: Exactly, and that that to me is the best storytelling from the night. Is if you haven't been down all of these matches, make sure you get there because the energy actually is is super important. The DJ before the match um, always um, just like spins tracks that are absolutely fire, right? So, like, the the match experience is good. I've got a couple things. I just think, and you're going to hear this from me on the pod, stuff like this sometimes, and it's going to be after, like, the 40-minute mark. But... (laughs) Get a little tips here. The the food options are just, like, trash. So, Tepper, you you need to, like, uh, really consider what you're... Offering, and that comes from a, like a real place of. And trash, I know, sounds like um, a strong use of language, but it just is what it is at this point. It seems like
1: cafeteria burgers and dogs, basically, and you compare that to the the barbecue Sammy's we were eating at that club level down in Atlanta, and there there is definitely a marked uh, difference for sure. We yeah. could use some improvement,
0: and. We'll do better than that. But, hey, we're not going to end on that low. No. We're not going to end on that low. (laughs) We're not going to end on that low. We're pumped. Bank of America Stadium is now uh, the bank. It's the vault. The nest. The the nest. And the hornet's nest, baby. The hornet's nest. Protect the nest. You you, you, you protect the nest. If you can get three points at home consistently during this MLS season, you're going to talk about a really enjoyable run in this inaugural season. Maybe something different that we may have expected before Uh, the year began so uh, we're gonna get out of here we're gonna be back here later this week dude fucking six points baby yes six Six two wins in a row two wins in a row uh it's the charlotte soccer show um, you can find us on Twitter, at John Hayes, at Danny Brams. Everybody that's been following and um, engaging with us on Twitter, we really appreciate you. We saw our boy Lee from CLT oh, Fan TV. Lee,
1: Lee, Lee's a, a super fan, a famous fan. I, I saw him. Fan uh, superstar.
0: I, I saw him. Lighting up a SIG, getting ready to do a hit um, outside on Mint Street after the match. And I was like, all right, bro, yeah, get after it, do the content. So, love you, Lee. Yeah, they're, 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 bring and, us on the show. Yes, dude, we, we've got to <laughs> get on the show, and we've got to have Lee on the show as well. Um, he's a really great voice of the fan, and we, we love people like that here in the Queen City. That's how this club's going to grow. So, until next time, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. We'll talk to you soon.
1: For the crown, baby.